This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to our Lord's house this morning as we gather together as God's people to hear his word and to be strengthened by his word and to uh, rejoice together and sing his praises. We begin with our first song this morning, Great is the Lord. Great is the Lord, he is holy and just, by his power we trust. Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you, and justly deserve your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them, and I pray you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor, sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office, as a called and ordained servant of the Word, announce the grace of God unto all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 22nd chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. When the Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. And one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. Now while the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them a question, saying, What do you think about the Christ? Whose son is he? They said to him, The son of David. He said to them, How is it then that David in the spirit 
calls him Lord, saying, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. If then David calls him Lord, how is he his son? And no one was able to answer him a word. Nor from that day did anyone dare to ask him any more questions. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Alleluia. Jesus has conquered death in the grave for you and for me. Today we hear Jesus' word. And Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. These are the words of our text. God's grace and his mercy and his peace be multiplied to you now and forever through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Last week, Boise State beat Utah State in football. And the entire game was summed up this way. Boise State controls Aggies. That was it. Boise State controls Aggies. 60 minutes of football was put into four words. Four quarters of offense and defense rushing and passing, kickoffs, punts, field goals, touchdowns, and extra points were all summed up with four words. Boise State controls Aggies. Well, in our text, Jesus sums up the first three commandments. What are those first three commandments? You remember them. You shall have no other gods. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, and remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. And Jesus sums up those three commandments this way. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Jesus says that this is the first and the greatest commandment. And the other seven commandments, Jesus says, He says, they're just like the first and greatest commandment. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. And you shall not covet anything. Jesus sums up those seven commandments this way. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. This morning, I want to focus your attention on Jesus' words, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Let's start this way. Love the Lord your God. That begs the question, who is your God? Well, Moses, in our Old Testament reading this morning, tells us who our God is. He says that our God is the one who owns all of creation. Listen to what Moses wrote. He said, Behold, to the Lord your God belong heaven and the heaven of heavens, the earth with all that is in it. God created all things, and everything belongs to God. 
you belong to him. You belong to him by virtue of creation. You are his. He knit you together inside of your mother's womb. He gave you life. He breathes life into you. He sustains your life each and every day, just as he sustains all of creation. If God were to stop sustaining your life, you would die immediately. The only reason you draw breath to breath is because God is sustaining your life as he sustains all things. And then Moses says something really neat. Not only is God the God of all of creation, Moses says in our Old Testament reading that God is the one who has set his heart on you. Think about that. God has set his heart on you. He loves you with an everlasting love. He set his heart on Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all of their descendants. And he showed his love for his people Israel when he delivered them from their slavery in Egypt. You know the story. You know how he shows his love. He parts the waters of the Red Sea, and he leads the people of Israel through the waters on dry ground. With the waters built up on each side of them, they walk through on dry ground, and then Pharaoh and all of his army is destroyed, and God displays his love for his people. God has set his heart on you, and he shows his love for you when through water you were baptized. In the water of your baptism, you were buried with Christ and you were raised with him to new life. In your baptism, in the water of baptism, he adopts you and he makes you his very own. In baptism, he delivers to you salvation and he delivers you from death and hell. Isn't that good news this morning? God has set his heart on you. And you see his love for you when Jesus is lifted up on the cross on Good Friday. At Calvary, God charges your sins to Jesus, and he declares Jesus guilty. Jesus is forsaken upon the cross so that you won't suffer abandonment in hell. On the cross, God sets his Son in the sky as the sacrifice of atonement for the sins of the entire world. And Jesus himself says, as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes in him might have eternal life. And now this morning, this God who has set his heart on you declares to you that you belong to him and you are forgiven. God clothes you with the robe of Jesus' righteousness. He saves you from your slavery to sin and death and the power of the devil. He doesn't redeem you with gold or silver, but he redeems you with Jesus' precious blood and with his sacrifice. Jesus' blood was shed for you on the cross, and his blood cleanses you from all of your sin. 
Jesus summed it up this way with these words, you know, and can say with me, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Dear friends, rejoice this morning. You belong to God in two ways. First, you belong to God because he created you. He gave you life and sustains your life. And secondly, you belong to him because he redeemed you at Calvary and he made you his own in the waters of your baptism. As Moses thought about and remembered God's saving love, Moses said this to the people of God, For the Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords, the great, the mighty, and the awesome God. This is your God. And Jesus says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. What does that mean? Well, you know it. You memorized it. You shall have no other gods. What does this mean? We should fear, love, and trust in God above all things. It means that your whole heart and all of your confidence is to be placed in God alone and in no one else. It means that you cling to God and you entrust yourself to him completely each and every day. For it is God who gives to you and me body, life, food, drink, nourishment, health, protection, peace, and all that is necessary, all necessary temporal and eternal blessings. And in addition to this, God protects you from all misfortune and rescues you and delivers you when any evil befalls you. It is God alone from whom we receive everything good and by whom we are delivered from all evil. Moses said to the people of God, And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? But to fear the Lord your God and walk in his ways, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Moses was telling the people then, and he is telling you and me, that we are to have no other gods. Do you have other gods in whom you fear, love, and trust in above the one true God? Luther says that if your heart clings to something else and expects to receive more good from it than from God, you do not have the one true God. He says, if your heart does not run to God, but runs from him when things go wrong in your life, then you have another God, an idol, a false God. Luther says if you trust in money or property or health or the government as your refuge, you have another God. If you boast and trust in great learning, wisdom, 
power, prestige, family, and honor, you do not have the one true God. Search and examine your heart this morning. I might sing, Lord, thee I love with all my heart, but I don't. I don't love God with all of my heart and with all of my soul and with all of my mind. I am sinful by nature, sinful in thought and word and deed. This is what God tells me. This is what God tells me in his word. This is what I see in my life. This is what I confess when I confess my sins. It is impossible for me to love the Lord my God with all of my heart, with all of my mind, and with all of my strength. And it is impossible for you too. But what is impossible for us is possible with God, right? You see, the Holy Spirit is at work in you and me. He works repentance in us. He shows us our sin, and then he points us to Jesus' cross and his forgiveness and his mercy for sinners like you and me. He tells you, you are forgiven. The blood of Jesus covers all of your sin. It even covers the sin of idolatry, of having other gods. God forgives you and me when we have false gods. He forgives us when we place our trust where it shouldn't be placed. And it is the Holy Spirit at work in you and me who enables us to cling to God alone and to expect from God everything good in our life. And he empowers us to forsake everything that is not our God. This is what the Holy Spirit works in you and me each and every day. He works in your heart and in mine love and trust in God so that we love, trust, in Him above all things. In your baptism, the Holy Spirit gave you a brand new heart. He transforms you so that you look to Jesus for everything good in your life. The Spirit leads you to seek refuge in Jesus Christ alone when trials and tribulations come into your life. When your heart breaks with sorrow, the Holy Spirit enables you to bear the cross and to trust that in your moment of sorrow and grief, Jesus will not forsake you or abandon you, but that he will work everything for your good. When false teaching and the devil seek to lead you astray and away from Jesus, it is the Holy Spirit who gives you strength to cling to Christ and to him alone. And when world events fill you with fear, the Holy Spirit lifts your eyes up to the right hand of God the Father. There Jesus sits there, Jesus prays for you. There, Jesus is ruling over all of creation. And the Holy Spirit works trust in God 
in your heart and your soul and your mind. He conquers all of your fears with the lordship of Jesus. And when death comes, and it will come, for you can only know two things for sure. You can't escape death and taxes. Death will come. It is the Holy Spirit who will enable you to face death without fear and to trust in Jesus, who is for you and me the resurrection and the life. The Holy Spirit enables you to believe with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind that Jesus is able to keep your body in peaceful sleep in the grave until the day of resurrection. The Holy Spirit enables you to sing a sleep in Jesus, blessed sleep, from which none ever wake to weep. The Holy Spirit assures you that though your body sleeps in the grave, when you die, your soul will immediately be with Jesus in paradise, just as he promised to the thief on the cross. And the Holy Spirit tells you that on the last great day, Jesus will awaken your body from the grave. On that day, your heart will beat, your ears will hear, your mind will know, and your eyes will see Jesus in all of his glory and power and might as King of kings and Lord of lords. You will see Jesus on that day. You will see his body still bearing the scars, the wounds that won your salvation. And when you see him, you will praise him for all of eternity. For as Moses says in our Old Testament reading, for the Lord your God, Jesus, is God of gods and Lord of lords, the great, the mighty, and awesome God. This morning, Jesus speaks to you. And Jesus says this, Whatever good thing you lack, look to me for it and seek it from me alone. And whenever you suffer misfortune or distress in your life, crawl to me and cling to me. I, I myself will give you what you need and I will help you out of every danger. The psalmist sums it up this way. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in times of trouble. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord to life everlasting. Amen. Printed in your bulletin is the Nicene Creed. Let us join together and speak these ancient words, these words of confession of our faith in God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We haven't spoken this Nicene Creed, this confession of faith for a while, well over 20 months. And I thought, this is a good day to speak it again. 
I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church, I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Jesus, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray. O God the Father, the fountain and source of all goodness, who in loving kindness sent your only begotten Son into the flesh, we thank you that for his sake you have given us pardon and peace in this sacrament. And we ask you not to forsake your children, but always to rule our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit, that we may be enabled constantly to serve you. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Bless be the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.